it's a small market and there's really room for just one player, just one big global player. What we're trying to do is try to increase our market share against the local players in each country. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Today we are going to discuss about SEO secrets with expired domains. We are going to touch modern SEO, how to get results, how to use expired domains, right? I'm not sure it's a good idea just to create this VPN, but it depends. Someone can be successful with that as well. So I'm going to discuss a lot more with Kalin Karakayokov. How are you? Hi, great to be here. Uh, big pleasure. Kalin, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. And please pronounce your first and second name for our listeners. <laughs> Kalin Karakihayov. It's a quite unique name. I don't think there's anyone else in the world quite like this, so I'm very easily findable. Uh, I used to be a professional chess player in my yacht up until, to, until my 20s. And I accidentally created my first website when I wanted to become a chess coach, uh, attract some students. Uh, and then I wanted to make some SEO. This was 17 years ago. And that's how I got into SEO. It was very easy back then, pre-Penguin, no penalties. You can do whatever you want, uh, place any links you want. Uh, and so I did say agency SEO for a few years. Um, tried to make some content sites, rank them. Uh, two of my uh, Bulgarian content sites uh, reached uh, 15,000 users a day. Uh, they were moderately successful, but in the end there were penguins, pandas, all, all of the animals came and uh, this was not a sustainable model. Uh, but I was selling links a lot, even, even back then in Bulgaria. So eventually I figured how do I uh, get a website that already has, has link juice, high metrics, high trust, uh, so I can scale up the link selling. And this is how I got into, into domains. I started uh, researching uh, a lot about the domain world, about how domains expire, how we can get them upon expiration. And this is how my uh, current company was born. Wow, nice. Yeah, um, I think uh, I started my journey in 2008 when I decided to launch digital products. Before that, I pay attention to offline projects. Uh, I got some success with them. But when the world crisis became in 2008, I decided to switch all my attention to digital. And uh, uh, I remember at that time, I didn't have a lot of information that we have today, YouTube, blog posts. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just uh, learned what I got and most case studies uh, taught how to buy backlinks, how to create content for search engines. And we did it. We got results that was worked well. Google ranked all our content. Uh, we hired a big team of writers who wrote about anything, but we changed. We adapted. <laughs> uh, you mentioned about P Panda, Penguin. Many other filters, uh, probably we don't know, for most of them we know about core algorithms, but it's tough, it's really impossible to learn all algorithms, because even people on Google 
don't know how this AI machine can rank websites. I check a few studies that uh, people in Google have no idea how, how it happens. And uh, so we need to adapt. And today it's not the time uh, to create content for search engines. It's not the time to uh, cheat the system, to game the system. But if you know how to do it right, you can get great results. Helen, can you tell where to start? I mean, like if I need expired domain, uh, is it good idea to search for this domain or it's better to buy a new one on GoDaddy or many other websites? And uh, let us know how you find advantages of uh, finding the right expired domain or uh, buying a new domain name. Uh, what we do in our company is uh, we monitor every domain in the world that has any amount of backlinks. So if it has more than uh, 10 or 20 referring domains, depending on the extension, we monitor it. And when it approaches expiration, uh, we sort the expiring domains by referring domains, uh, then by DA and DR. If the domain has too low DA or DR, probably it's spent or the links are too weak. Uh, but if it has some referring domains, some DA and some DR, then it goes into manual check. We have a specialized software that pulls uh, from various uh, APIs and bots everything about the domain. It pulls the metrics, it pulls this, this index, it pulls the anchors from Majestic. Uh, and in this uh, single screen, the, our uh, evaluator can see uh, if the domain has potential and if it has potential, it, they go manually into Ahrefs, check the link profile, and if the domain is good, we try to chase it, we try to catch it, we bid at auctions, we do everything possible to get it. Uh, of course, if we can get it at a good market price. So we are, um, we, we have more than 100,000 domains collected this way in our company, and we have sold more than 30,000. Uh, so it's a very massive uh, operation. It's uh, 120 people in the company, and. Uh, a good portion of them are uh, evaluating domains, working on the catching, uh, working on all the paperwork in order to have contracts for the APIs for the catching. Uh, so this is mostly what we do. We don't do it just uh, for domains with SEO value. We also do with uh, traffic domains and domains with good names, uh, which uh, brings further economies of scale. Uh, we have uh, uh, 200,000 domains in total. So a little more than half our SEO value domains, but we also have domains both for traffic or the names. And uh, we have gradually scaled this to the limit. Uh, we have no more limits to grow. We already do all possible domains, all possible extensions. Even if, even if it's a country with 2 million population on the other side of the world, we, uh, and even if it has no public lists for the domains, we compile lists, we uh, try to see what domains will drop and we try to, to catch them. Uh, this is mostly what we do. So, although I have an SEO background, now I'm uh, operating a, a domain company. Uh, so my expertise is a, a little bit better now in uh, domains than in SEO, but still I get a lot of uh, visibility over what the best SEOs in the world do because they buy domains from us and then we see what we do with them, how they turn into money sites or get redirected, or uh, some still turn into PBNs because PBNs I think are still a good option, although it's uh, uh, a bit more uh, time and labor intensive to create, but then you have uh, free links forever. So um, it is yeah. worth long term. Nice. Uh, Kalin, um, I, I want to ask about this uh, process. Uh, you mentioned you monitor 
a lot of domains uh, and I know it's not simple if you do it at scale. For example, I think today we have a bunch of domains every single day that can be expired. Uh, and uh, do you use some tool software to monitor all those domains? How you, uh, I mean, like if you have a hundred uh, thousand domains, it means uh, you, you need to use tools uh, because manually it's almost impossible to check them out. So. Uh, can you tell what kind of software do you use? Uh, probably I can create a few competitors to you, you know, and they learn from this podcast how to compete with you. So if, if you can unhide the secrets, it will be great. Uh, of, of course, of course. This is not the uh, this is not the really uh, secretive part. The secretive part is, is about uh, when you know what domains you want, how to catch them. Uh, about the evaluation, it's not really a secretive. There, there are lots of uh, tools with lists. And, uh, and you can filter uh, by the metrics. The metrics you can pull from um, Majestic because it's cheaper, And but then the manual check is better to do in Ahrefs, which is more expensive, but uh, misses less things and has a better interface to, to look at the domains one by one. Of, of course, this has some cost, but uh, our economies of scale are huge. I mean, we pay, I think, something like uh, two or $3,000 per month in Ahrefs, but uh, the the amount of uh, checks we get and the amount of domains because we don't check every domain uh, this allows us to actually manually check every domain that's worth checking from these 200,000 domains that's expiring each day so mm -hmm. with some smart smart filtering uh, and a few thousand dollars a month you can check every domain but you also you need a lot of uh, a lot of people because checking uh, uh, we are checking uh, several thousand domains per day manually in mm -hmm. Ahrefs, so it's not just uh, the Ahrefs cost, but also uh, the people cost and uh, the people need to be good and need to be trained because uh, if they don't see that a certain domain is, is, is spammed, and then you are destined to take it and you just, uh, uh, you just make your portfolio of domains worse. While if if they see a good domain is good, if you're most likely not taking it because the whole world wants it. So even if they make very small percentage of mistakes, like 20%, your portfolio suffers a lot more than 20%. So they have to be near perfect, the, the evaluators. That's very important. Otherwise, uh, the whole business model uh, crashes down. So mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of training and there's feedback and then senior evaluators who check the junior evaluators. Uh, evaluations so it's a big operation yeah i got it uh, hrefs and majestic can help to check metrics of these domains uh, but what about uh, finding these domains because uh, i'm not familiar with that uh, i can use GoDaddy to check expired domains i can uh, see a list of domains probably i don't know i didn't try but i think if i can add majestic or uh hrefs to go daddy to check at scale you know uh, will be great but uh, you mentioned some tools can you tell which tools you can recommend to others to check uh experiments at scale i mean like i understand about majestic methods, but... majestic is uh, better to you know, first you need to just remove if you take a uh, 10,000 domains at random from the internet that are expiring this mm -hmm. is a much worse sample than 10,000 domains overall if you take 10,000 domains overall from the existing website, you probably have uh, a few hundred domains that have uh, good SEO, good metrics, good links. But for 10,000 domains expiring, 
you are lucky if there are a hundred uh, good ones because there are a lot of spark domains, spammy domains, uh, domainer domains that someone just bought for the, the name, tested and then uh, and then let go. So uh, you need to get to to uh, you need a tool for both checks where you uh, where you can put ten thousand domains and it just returns the number of referring domains because there will mostly be zero, one, two, and you don't have to look at those. So we use Majestic for, for this. It's much cheaper than HREF for yeah. bulk checks. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's no secret. Uh, I mean, ev everyone knows that uh, in HREF it's uh, expensive to do anything that, that's in bulk. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so we use Majestic for this, but then for the few that are left but good, it's... Uh, I mean, you could still use Majestic or something cheaper, but uh, I, I because this is the core uh, the core activity of our company, we we invest in HRS because it's uh, the best. Yeah, got it, got it. Um, you mentioned that every single day we have a lot of expert domains. Uh, if I remember, two hundred thousand. Yes. Yeah, a lot of domains. So, uh, and how many domains you? uh usually buy i mean like the average number of from two fall two hundred thousand domains about uh 150 a day we buy we, we try to buy a few hundred but uh, a lot of them uh go to auction so we cannot catch them someone else catches them okay. uh so we try for a few hundred but we get 150 this is total so about 100 will be seo domains and the rest will be names and domains that don't have links but maybe have traffic yeah got it and uh how uh i mean like you're not alone uh others can buy these domains so uh for example uh can you tell about uh your price uh the price that you're willing to pay for some domains for example you can see metrics you can see uh these domains have some traffic uh, probably visibility on google so uh, and you're ready to buy but uh, when you're not ready to overpay when you see that uh, others can pay more so how you choose this balance between overpaying or uh, this domain cost this money so any tips about that well it's um the rules that were called for us will not be the rules that called for everyone because okay. if you're a buyer that buys one or two domains per year and you need this domain in this niche with a okay name course, yeah. dot, dot com extension uh that will be turned into a money site uh then you're ready to pay a lot more and uh, we are just an average buyer we we buy to sell so uh of course someone who wants this exact domain will be willing to pay a lot more the bad situation for this person will be uh two or more people in the same auction want the same domain because then the price can go crazy high but we'll we'll quit at a much lower price because we don't know if we can find this specific buyer for this specific domain uh but uh domains that are general let's say news websites something good links domains that are general sometimes no one really wants them because they are not so suitable for money site. They are not so suitable for redirect because the links are all over the place. They are not. Uh, they are not also the home page, which is the main, uh, the main plus of uh, the domain that uh, that are good for the redirect. Is that most links are to the home page, so you don't have to to make a lot of questionable in Google sites individual redirect of sub pages. So if it's a news website, no specific niche link going to to different news 
URLs on subpages, then maybe not a lot of people will want it and then we can get it cheaper. Uh, and we always try to, to evaluate two things when we pay for a domain. First, is, is the domain objectively good? But the second thing is, are there potential buyers? Is there a market? Will it be good in, a, in the eyes of a potential buyer? Because let's say there's a domain that was a Thai casino and the links are terrible or anchors, uh, blog comments and, or hacked websites somewhere in Thailand. So it's, uh, this domain would not be use, useful for anyone in the world. But if you're in the casino niche in Thailand and there are no good domains, you start experimenting with spammy domains and sometimes they work because it's a, a, a language with completely different uh, alph alphabets and grammar and everything. So Google cannot really understand what's going on. So these distinctions that we make uh, in English with, okay, this is a brand link, this is an anchor link, Google may, may not be aware at all like what what is what in this language and also if all of your competitors are doing the same thing and, and if google bans them all they just be a, an empty serp for something like best casino in thai so uh in these cases we would buy this domain if it's cheap and we would list it uh understanding that some buyers will be annoyed that we will list some some domains like this but in reality there are buyers and there is demand for these types of domains. And uh, we may even price it uh, much higher than some people would expect because for a very small subset of buyers, this domain may be extremely uh, valuable. Connie mm -hmm. yeah. uh, uh, commented that uh, she, she has a website in Thailand, so <laughs> you can reach out to Kellen to ask <laughs> if you need some domains in this niche. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, uh, I want to ask about your business model. I mean, like, uh, so you buy these domains uh, because you want to sell them with better price or you use in different projects, I mean, like to create content, update content that exists, so, you know, uh, even more. I mean, like, uh, for example, I know how it's tough to update content. It takes time. You need to hire a team who knows the topic uh, to change design, uh, to improve uh, usability. M many things uh, is the process. Uh, and for some projects, we have plus 100 people who can handle just one website to uh, analyze, uh, to create content plan, many things. So do you usually buy these domains and sell them or you try to improve a little bit or even better? improve and uh, to sell them so tell take more tell more about your business model that's a very good question uh because uh we have a as a domain company we have a very different mindset than you and all the other seos because uh, seos and uh, webmasters in general think in terms of websites because if a domain has no website it's it cannot get organic traffic uh and uh, even if it has some uh, existing traffic, you would have to, to park your domain in a specific way to, to monetize it with uh, domain parking, which is something like AdSense for, for domains. And, uh, but because traffic is synonymous to organic traffic for all SEOs, because we don't really rely on any other type of traffic. Uh, so a domain without a website uh, is useless in, uh, in SEO size. But on the other hand, uh, when we have 200,000 domains 
which more than half are domains with with backlinks and with authority we cannot really build websites and the success of, of our company is built on the completely different mindset that a domain is a domain even without a website and uh, if you don't build websites on the domains, you can really scale the domain thing unlimited. Uh, it's, there's no limit to how many do domains you can have because domains don't require any management. You just have to renew them. There were some promos in Sweden six years ago and we had half a million Swedish domains for a year, uh, but for some very small cents. Uh, and, and it was no, uh, no, uh, work whatsoever to manage half a million domains because it's just domains no website so if you buy domains you buy domains generally for two purposes either to sell them at a higher price or to park them uh, with that which is again no effort it's you don't need a website it's just the, the website is all ads coming directly from from google uh and if they and if there's traffic people will click on the ads and you will get absolutely passive income uh, and uh uh, we currently have a six-figure uh, income per month on, only from the ads, uh, wow. because it's because it's two hundred thousand domains. So it's uh, it's less than the investment in the domains, and there's a lot of competition for domains with traffic because there you fight with uh, people from the domain industry who are much better at catching domains than people from the SEO industry. Uh, and tra the traffic data is pretty public; you cannot really. Uh, hide if a domain has uh, traffic or not or have any competitive advantage like we do with the SEO evaluation. But uh, we're really in the very sweet spot of this uh, business where uh, we compete with domainers for catching the domains and with SEOs for evaluating them. But the SEOs don't know how to catch domains, but the domainers don't know how to evaluate SEO domains. So we took this uh, sweet spot uh, a few years ago and we're holding it. And uh, now that we now that we have taken it, it's very different for, for another company to to try to compete with us globally. Of course, many companies are competing locally. Let's say in Germany, we're not the best. There's someone who is better at, in German domains. Uh, in uh, in other countries, we are not the best because there's someone local very strong in the catching uh, who is catching most of the of the domains. But we catch something everywhere. So we are much bigger than than each of these local players, which leads to uh, economies of scale. And and in the end, uh, we get a lot of uh, domains, and we can uh, build a marketplace with our own domains. We can have uh, uh, email lists, uh, buyers, ads, everything to to get this rolling to sell domains. While the local players, they they cannot get out of their country. If someone is good at catching German domains, they will only catch German domains and sell in Germany, and that's it. So uh, our business model is very unique that we, we try to get everywhere. We try to get all the low hanging fruit and it's very hard for someone to directly compete with us with our own business model because there are no more uh, low hanging fruits for them to get and, and, and to build a, something with the catching is very uh, capital intensive. Uh, you need six to seven figures to even start because uh, you know, in order to be able to, to catch domains, you need accreditation which means uh, money, fees, uh, servers for the catching developers to uh, to write catching scripts because this is not something you can just buy off the shelf. You, you have to develop it. Everyone who has such a script is hiding and uh, catching domains for themselves because it's, uh, it's passive income. So 
and you also need uh, a paperwork team to handle the enormous amount of paperwork uh, that you uh, need to get going to get these accreditations. So our paperwork team uh, alone is four people. So we have four people just signing contracts, making uh, making uh, EPP tests, and uh, uh, making sure that we have a deposit everywhere. We have six figures only in deposits around the world. So. So when we try to register a domain, there's already a prepaid deposit, so the, the registration can be paid and doesn't fail. So it's very it's very uh, capital intensive and very slow to get off this operation. So we are not uh, that afraid that there will be some direct competitor because what what we have done is it's a small market and there's really room for just one player, just one big global player. What we are trying to do is try to increase our market share against the local players in each country. Yeah, wow, valuable. Love it, love it. Uh, I want to ask about this metrics that you mentioned about HRFs. Uh, if uh, HRFs uh, is better metrics than uh, Majestic, let's speak more about HRFs. Uh, and um, I see different opinions about domain authority, about uh, page authority, probably on HRFs domain rating, uh, page rank. Um, so, uh, I mean, like... Um, when you buy domains, uh, how you uh, analyze this matrix? Uh, for example, I often see when domains can have like high domain authority, but all these links are terrible uh, and uh, probably website owners used some, I don't know, black hat SEO. I mean, like the, even uh, not PBN, even much worse uh, i don't know uh, like chinese japanese many different websites but content in english and something like this or from adult industry and uh, uh, i think my opinion google can recognize such backlinks uh, such domain authority and of course google uh, doesn't uh, use ihrefs or any other tools uh, to check domain authority but uh, it's better to have something than nothing so uh, can you tell how you analyze uh, this matrix like authority and uh, do you use manual process to check because sometimes without manual process it's tough it's really tough to understand what kind of links we have uh, and uh, I, I usually spend time to click uh, link by link to analyze to, and think okay i don't need to open 100 thousand links but even if i open 80 percent of them uh i can understand okay these links are good or bad so tell your insights about that how how to uh, trust this matrix and uh how to know that this domain authority is real uh there are two sides to this question uh which are better to be uh treated separately because there are different cases mm -hmm. one side of the question is which metric can be manipulated yeah so that you don't buy a domain with DA60 or DR60 and then it turns out that all the links are fake just to manipulate the metric. This is one side of the question. And the other side is, if you see that the domain is legit, it was something real, which metric to really trust and which metric to trust for the initial filtering before you start looking yeah. uh, for the domains one by one? Yeah. So first, I'm, I'm going to answer the first question. Uh, all metrics can be inflated. It, there's no question. There's no metric that is immune to, to inflating. And people have found a way to inflate all the metrics. You can do some links with uh, going through Google Redirect that can inflate DA. And DR can also be inflated uh, because these metrics, 
especially DR, they used a different algorithm than the original Google PageRank, which is actually, it's not original. It's still, we, we cannot see it, but it's still, uh, still in action. Google still uses the PageRank uh, as a core of its uh, algorithm for, uh, for the link juice. Um, so the DA is a lot like PageRank. So I'm not talking about PA or uh, like, um, the P PA is actually, I think, exactly like PageRank, but DA is like the summary of the PA for the for the domain and the da being like uh page rank means that you cannot create it out of thin air this is very characteristic about page rank if you get 100 websites with page rank zero link them all everyone to everyone you get page rank zero because you you started with nothing and you cannot create anything out of nothing right this is how the, such an algorithm should work if you take da and da starts from from one so so one is like zero, uh, and you get a hundred websites of DA1, you link them all together. I think you still get DA1. I mean, you cannot get DA out of thin air. So DA works like page rank. This is how you can prove it. But with DR, with HREF's DR, it's not the same. If you, if you take a lot of websites with, with no DR and link them together, they get DR. Because the algorithm for DR uh, is, uh, it has a different idea than the page rank algorithm. It, it, it's, it's a little bit about mixing link juice signals and trust signals and DR works a bit differently. And you have to always remember when you look at DR that you're not looking at something that's supposed to resemble page rank. It's a different thing. Uh, and about the majestic metrics like citation flow and trust flow, uh, they are both bad, but combined, like if you see a website test, Citation flow 30, but trust flow one. This only happens with very spammed websites. So you can get some value looking at both, but not really because there are good websites with trust flow one. If it has like citation flow three, it can be good. And there are very bad websites with uh, trust flow 30. Not just spam, but also just very weak. I don't know how trust flow works. It's a mystery. Uh, so uh, it, it's unusable for me. So the majestic, we just uh, leave aside for the metrics. Uh, but Majestic can give you the number of referring domains in both, which is valuable for, and for, for very cheap. So, so what is the difference between DA and DR and why we mostly use DA? DA resembles PageRank, which is what Google uses. So DA is closer to what Google thinks. DR has a different idea. DR, the idea of DR is to make a metric that kind of resembles PageRank, but is not... Um, not so easily inflatable by spam. And how do uh, HREFs try to achieve it? They take uh, the link, every link brings some of your DR, right? So they take a link and to determine how much DR this link gives you, they divide the value of the link, like from how strong uh, DR um, you are, it's coming. And they divide it by the outgoing number of links, but not for the page, like in PageRank, but for the whole website. This is very counterintuitive. They have a good reason for this, which is that if, let's say, there's a block which allows uh, uh, comments, unlimited comments for everyone that wants, and of course, everyone with a scrape box and GSA and everything uh, learns about this block and to get into all kinds of lists, and then you end up with a small block getting 10 million outgoing links because all of the articles have uh, 10,000 comments. And in this case, you really don't want this block to pass a lot of juice. 
And if you think about everything that is hacked or spammed, we'll have a ton of outgoing links. So Ahrefs' idea is if it has a ton of outgoing links, then we should divide by this number and uh, you don't get a lot of juice. So it's really hard to pump up the DR with some spam with like GSA or something. You can pump it up in, in other ways, like just uh, 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 if, if you're a web design studio and you make uh, 50 websites and they all link to you and to nothing else from the footer, you get DR50 uh, without deserving DR50 at all. So this is the way to pump DR. But, um, but guess who else has a lot of outgoing links? BBC, The Guardian, you know, Wikipedia, and they don't count no follow links from Wikipedia for DR, which is, for example, not good for SEO because uh, there are no follow and there's no exception for Wikipedia. So Wikipedia links won't increase your DR, but they are definitely valuable. So this is a disparity. And, and if BBC has, let's say, 5 million outgoing links to 5 million different domains, a link from BBC will get you the DR of BBC divided by 5 million, which is very close to zero. So what happens is that links from big media, especially the ones like BBC that don't archive anything and have millions of outgoing links, uh, won't really increase your DR as much as they should because these are very valuable links for your trust and uh, even for your link juice because it's, it's a BBC link. So in the end, the DR is very much increased by like a footer link by a website that you made as a web design studio which has no other outgoing links because it's just a small uh, business with uh, 10 pages and increased very little from media links big media even very good regional media we just have a dr70 let's say uh if there's a big media say in uh, france and has a dr75 but millions of pages and hundreds of thousands of outgoing links, and you get this very valuable link, it won't increase your DR, it will increase it only by a tiny bit because it gets divided by this huge number. So, the, and I have talked to Ahrefs, to Tim Sulo about this, about saying that, yeah, your, this new algorithm, uh, when they changed it several years ago to, to this model, I talked to them and say, ah, this new algorithm is a good idea, but this is a big problem with the media because they have a lot of outgoing links. And he was just like, we let the mathematicians do their thing and don't really try to uh, try to do something that's not mathematical. So we won't make an exception for media, an exception for this and for that, because it's all supposed to be mathematical. So uh, in this case, when you know this, you can treat the DR, you can still look at the DR, but you say, oh, this is a media. It has links mostly from other media. It has DR20. Like, consider it like 35, because uh it's artificially lower than it should be and say oh this is a web design studio it has dr50 it's actually like 20. like for google it's like 20. so when you know this and when you know there are these uh these tendencies you can really use the dr2 but you need a lot of experience i have checked more than uh 100,000 menu uh link profiles manually one by one to learn these things and i learned some things about da as well for example if it's a brazilian website and it has DA40, it's like 25, 30. For some reason in Brazil, uh, DA is always higher. So you just learn these things over time. Uh, and, in, and in China, there's something weird about the DA that the website can have DA1, but still great Chinese backlinks because there's something with DA in China. I think some, something manual to compensate for some spam and they just banned all of China or something. 
So in the end, you just learn all of those. And, in, and the metric is not just a number, but it's a number and context. And in context, any metric can be helpful. Wow. You know, I, I, I asked this question before many different experts, but you, <laughs> you know, you gave the best answer that I heard, <laughs> you know, well explained, uh, a lot of insights. Yeah. Interesting about that. Uh, I need to think more. And, uh, I want to ask about my loving metric. It's not domain authority. It's not even traffic. My loving metric is uh, traffic value. Uh, how much money I can earn. Uh, by having this traffic and you mentioned that you buy domains uh, and uh, can set up uh, Google ads to earn money with that. So uh, can you tell uh, how often you can find such domains with traffic? Because I often see when people buy expired domains because they have visibility, no traffic. But uh, I think it's it's possible to buy uh, websites with traffic. And uh, are you ready to pay more for such domains? And uh, what do you think if website has traffic but uh, doesn't have uh, high domain authority? Let's imagine low authority, like less than. 10 yeah uh, like domain rating so what do you think uh for you uh how you handle uh traffic value and are you ready to pay more for that <laughs> uh it, it's a completely different thing traffic in our uh, i know that traffic is synonymous with organic traffic to you and all of the viewers but for us uh it's very counterintuitive but when we buy domains for traffic we lo we look at tools and we look that the traffic is not organic because mm -hmm. Because we don't build websites, and even if we build a website, we, it, it's not probable that we will rebuild the pages properly to, to get back all the organic traffic. If the website has direct traffic or referral traffic, it will stay for a long time and people will come and click on the ads. And if, if it's organic tra traffic, it will die immediately or if it's already dead. Because when we park the domain, Google will sometimes rank a parked domain for for its brand but not always it will only rank it for the domain if it's example.com into search exact it will be ranked but uh but for nothing else not even for like example so um so it's a completely different thing uh the traffic thing it's not about buying domains that had organic traffic this is very valuable for for SEO reasons but for our reasons it's the opposite Mm -hmm. It's valuable if the traffic is not organic because then it stays. But if it's organic, it will be gone or it's already gone because the tools that try to estimate traffic, uh, you cannot use Ahrefs or SEMrush because they only use, uh, look at organic traffic. So you need other tools like SimilarWeb, which is uh, extremely extensive, uh, to look at traffic. And, uh, and they will tell you how much the traffic is, what the trend is, and what type of traffic is it. Is it uh, direct, referral, or organic? And the traffic domains are, let's say, there was a very popular online streaming or sports streaming website that had uh, almost no links, but huge, uh, but huge uh, traffic because it was uh, um, it had content which is supposed to be paid, but it's free. It's pirated. So there will be hundreds of thousands of people going there to watch this content or to download torrent or something. But then the authorities come, they go to the registrar, they go to the hosting, the, the, they send these and these letters, and, and this website just ceases to exist immediately. And then let's say the domain expires very soon, 
and they block the domain, for example, and it cannot be renewed or redirected or something. And then the, the domain just drops, let's say, in three months. And it still has maybe 10,000 people a day searching for the movies or something. And yeah. if we point, point them to this page with ads and these people are highly motivated, they will even click on ads because Google will know what the domain is and will show them as like movies or sometimes even free movies and people will click and there will be a lot of CTR on these ads. And the, the good thing about the park domains is that unlike AdSense, you cannot be banned for high CTR. So in AdSense, if you get above 20, 30% uh, CTR, uh, you get manual checks, uh, you, you're going to get your website checked. Is it something manipulative, man, manipulating people to click on ads? But on park domains, the whole website is ads. So it's supposed that your CTR, we have websites that get CTR more than 100. So on average, people not only click, but click on more than one ad. Yeah. So uh, CTR can be crazy high if, if the user is coming very motivated, let's say, to find for free something that's usually paid. Uh, and uh, this, this traffic thing is very different. It's very different than, than the SEO thing. And uh, it's very hard for SEOs to wrap uh, their uh, head around it. But it, it's another source of money for our company. It's a valuable source. But it's something that uh, if you're an SEO and try to get into this game, you don't not only have an advantage, you have a disadvantage because you have to rewire your mind to think in a completely different way to target really the, the non-organic traffic. And all of the tools that we use, like Majestic, Ahrefs, SEMrush, they become useless, even uh, even harmful if you want to achieve success in this in this direction. So it's a completely yeah. different thing, but something that uh, that has a connection. To, uh, to the to the SEO is that if you get a, a website that has a lot of traffic and no one really click on the ad, you can redirect this to your brand search if it's relevant. And then yeah. you, you get tons of searches for your brand. And if it's relevant and if people are motivated, they will maybe a lot of them will click on the first result. And you get very good fake brand search, which is something that uh, it has happened before that people have bought up from us specifically traffic domains with no links, let's say a typo domain of, of a brand, and redirected this to their brand search of a similar website. So this is a strategy that seems viable. Yeah, nice, nice. And, um, you know, I, I have a lot of questions, but uh, we have this format. Uh, guys, if you have a lot of questions like me, I recommend anyone to follow uh, Kalin Karakhayev on uh, social media. Uh, I'll submit the link to the website in the description below if you want to buy these domains, if you want to cooperate or reach out about any other issues. But uh, I still have one question very important for my audience. Uh, uh, I mean, like, uh, we help our customers um, a lot if they understand what we do. For example, we help with SEO, PR, uh, and if customers understand why it's important, we get great results. If customers understand why we need to create high-quality content, then the results are great. Um, and for example, PR. Uh, when I started PR, um, I, I wrote a bunch of press releases. I felt with all of them, but I learned how it works. Then we hired specialists who can write for Forbes, investor pay the big websites and uh, craft the process. Today we get great results with PR and we paid $6,000 for one press release, you know, for writing and pitching. Today we uh, uh, 
usually do it like 12 press releases a week it's more than seventy two thousand dollars you know uh with this pr campaigns good money to save and uh, anyway I, I, you know i want to ask you if you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills it's your first day but you want to become successful uh to buy and sell uh expired domains what will you do if you do everything from scratch without resources without team without tools it's your first day in this niche well it's um there are uh places where you can get a list for free like uh, expireddomains.net um uh, and there will always be some leftovers uh from uh e even when we uh we have so many domains that we that there are moments that we, we just say um no we're we're not gonna get this domain even though it has like two or three great links but like uh ten dollar uh, a year for a dot com to get our one hundred thousand something domain where we get thousands of domains that are exactly the same like this one let's say they have a uh, a bbc link and a, a few other uh, okay links and 20 links in total yeah it's worth more than it's worth more than ten dollars a year but like cash flow becomes a limit at some point and you although we have sold 30,000 domains uh we still have more than 100 domains unsold at SEO domains so uh th there will be cases where pe people look at a good domain and don't buy it so that's that's the place where you come in and buy it and let's say set up a pbn start selling links get more cash flow start going into auctions buying more expensive uh domains and uh if you try getting domains in different extensions you will see that some of them uh are are easier to to buy it depends on if it's a dot com or some local country and also the price to register and also your 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 business model let's say your business model is to create a blog in in a scandinavian language let's say in norwegian using uh, gpt4 content which is okay to write now in these languages and then uh, you'll have a small pbn uh but it's gonna have some dr let's say 15 and it's uh and it's not gonna have organic tra traffic but if you think that uh the buyers for Norwegian casino links are really picky. You are wrong because there are how many casino Norwegian websites with traffic there are that will sell a link. So, so they will buy even if there's no traffic. And when you get access to buyers, you start adjusting. Let's say your buyer says, okay, we will buy all your Norwegian casino links, but we need DR20. This is our standard. So then you see a DR19 domain and say, ah, no. And then you see a DR21 and say, this is my, this is my domain. You bid, let's say 80 and an auction, but you know that the first sold link is like 200 a year. So, so you know that you have guaranteed return of investment and you build cash flow and you get into more and more expensive domains because expensive domains are a good bargain because you pay once, but then renewal is negligible. So if, if, if you pay, uh, $10 for a $50 domain, it's a good deal, but then renewal is again $10, $10. But if you pay $300 for a $1,000 domain, then renewal is again just $10, $10. So 
you will get more value over time with the second deal, even though uh, at the percentage, it's not such a good deal. So expensive domains uh, are good if you have the, the cash. And uh, but to build the cash, if you're starting with no cash, uh, you need to start small and see what sells start selling links, selling domains, going to all of those marketplaces, like list your website in WhitePress or whatever, everyone who would take it and see what links sell and just double down on that. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Kalin, uh, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. I love this experience. I still have a lot of questions, but uh, we have this format. Uh, I'm going to follow you to update skills that I have. I, I like this topic. Uh, I often uh, need uh, expired domains or good domains it depends on goals on my clients so uh, i will lead them uh, to your account guys I recommend to anyone to follow Kellen uh, uh, on social media tell the best way how to follow you how to reach out to you how to uh, keep learning from you uh, i'm most active on facebook uh, regarding seo just uh, search killing characters and uh, uh, add me as a friend and uh, uh, there's also a Facebook group. It's called the New SEO Group, which is a decent group which we keep very clean from spam. It's only a, a knowledge sharing group, so no like uh, offers of buying, selling stuff. So it's a very uh, high quality. It has more than 2,000 people. This is also where we discuss the SEO stuff. And uh, at SEO domains, you can find uh, the domains. Also, if you need backlinks, we restore a small part of the domains, but the small part is like 5,000 domains into websites that sell links, including homepage links. So if you need homepage links like for, for juice for power, you can ask via the contact form of SEO domains. And uh, that's it. Yeah, I will be happy to keep in touch. Okay, nice, nice. Guys, you can find links uh, to all resources, Facebook account, uh, Facebook group uh, in the description below to website SEO uh, top domains. So you can uh, find what you need. And thanks a lot for your time. A big pleasure. Love this experience. You know how to share valuable insights. You, uh, I like your explanation about the main rating. I never thought it, <laughs> it measures like this, but I will know and consider to my future projects. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.